Jonathan Jarner to Lawrence. Played through for Fuller. Fuller's beaten Larson here. And Ricardo Fuller has scored for Stoke. Ten minutes to go. And it could yet be a celebratory night in the Potteries. Hello, welcome to episode 11 of the Wizards of Drivel podcast. It's a transfer window special, and to celebrate, we've sold Jason on a loan to Wolfsburg, <laughs> and we've brought in Kyle Norbury on a loan move, but with a view to a permanent deal. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. For the most important podcast of the season. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, chaps, um, this is a hastily arranged podcast to celebrate slash analyse uh, our activity on deadline day. Interesting day, which it hasn't really been for a while in terms of Stoke deadline days. Three players in, two players out. Uh, we'll start with sort of the headline grabbing signing. It's That's the move for the loney Wilfred Boney. Kyle, how do you, how do you feel about Boney coming into Stoke? Uh, over the moon with it um, I think oh, I'm quite confident he'll sign in the end um, you know when his loan move um, comes to the end at the end of the season there was talks of him going to China but um, I still think he's got a few years in him in the Premier League his record um, his goal scoring record is superb um, you know 27 goals in a season in 2013 14 um, and I think he'll score 20 goals um, a season for us, hopefully. And um, I think Ryan Shawcross mentioned it um, in the week, um, just before the dead, uh, deadline day, uh, when he said that we're just missing a 20-goal um, season striker. And I think we finally got one with Wilfred Boney. I had my doubts about him because I thought that this was us uh, moving to a more direct style of football, which I didn't I didn't think was the right direction for for us to go. But then again, I mean, if he score if he if he scores goals with his head then, you know, we should be getting crosses <laughs> into the box more often and that's wishful thinking. Yeah. It well, it's 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 pure and simple, isn't it? Well, if you get the ball into the box for Boney, then he's going to score goals, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him do that for Stoke. Chris, some uh, <laughs> optimism from Kyle, which makes a which makes a lovely contrast yes. to how we felt uh, last week on the podcast. Um, Twenty goals a season, you know, we expect a lot from Stoke players. Is that perhaps maybe too much? I I don't know. I I certainly. I, I think that Boney has all the potential to get uh, that many goals for us. Um, I think that as, as a signing, actually, he probably suits us a lot better than Saido Berahino would have suited us in terms of... I mean, we said about it the other day on the podcast, how um, we almost need that strong man, strong mobile man up front who can hold up play and you know bring others into play whilst also getting on the end of a, of a run himself. Um, no, I, I think I think he's a great signing. I think he does have all the potential to get twenty goals uh, for us if you know Ivory Coast are eliminated early from the Africa Cup of Nations and he comes back early. Otherwise, he's all, we wait for a few months, isn't he, in uh, the new year? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to the lack of cover with Jossely leaving, but 
we'll save that for a bit later maybe yeah that, that it it does raise an interesting question over what happens when him and presumably Juve are both at the African Cup of Nations. But uh, we'll, we'll stick with the upbeat, positive yeah. attitude of <laughs> we've got some players in for the moment yes. and then yes. we'll start criticising things later. Yeah. Um, no sooner did we sign uh, Wilfred Boney on loan than we sort of threw a curveball in that um, we loaned in uh, Lee Grant uh, from Derby County, championship goalkeeper, uh, didn't play at all last season, having played over 40 games the season before. Uh, did you know anything about Lee Grant before he joined? I know that he made an absolute howler for Derby that's all over Twitter, um, where he basically dropped the ball into his net with um, no pressure on him whatsoever. But um, I think we definitely needed someone else um, in the goalkeeper department with... Uh, Butland out injured and um, Shea Given uh, getting on um, as well. So, I mean, what would happen if Shea Given got injured? Um, we'd have to play Howgard in goal, and we saw towards the end of last season how that can end up. So, um, with Lee Grant, we've got someone else who has uh, got a bit more experience and um, can be a good understudy to Given. Yeah, it's, it certainly feels like this is um, <laughs> a nail in the coffin for Hogard, doesn't it? it, it feel, Mark Hughes obviously doesn't feel or filled with, with confidence with him. Um, it, it was a really, really odd signing. I, uh, I, I It came up on my phone and obviously there was no real... They, they, it only got hinted at on, on, on the morning of deadline day that this was, was happening and it was a bit like, oh, a bit, bit out of the blue light. Um, I suppose it makes sense purely in a cover for goalkeepers point of view it's not an exciting signing is it but I mean I don't know it's <laughs> just what it is welcome to Stokely you are what you are <laughs> like yeah, yeah it, it, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's really it's really hard to get excited about Derby's backup keeper from last season but like I mean no disrespect to the guy but um it's clearly a move out of, <laughs> out of necessity. He, he doesn't live far away from the club. We need we need you for four months while Jack's getting back. Yeah, he's he's, he's, do, he's doing. It sort work of feels like um, for a few months. <laughs> if you ever played football at primary school and your team didn't have enough players, just oh, oh can we have one of the lads from your B team or something? It's just yeah, okay, come on, sit on sit on our bench. Yeah, it's got a whiff of uh, Carlo Nash <laughs> yeah, about get, it as well. It, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I watched the they, they obviously the media team are great and they do all the videos welcoming all the uh, players to the club. And I watched the one where it was welcoming uh, Lee Grant to Stoke, and it was like uh, John Sideway, I think, was was asking, "Oh yeah," and obviously <laughs> you know you're a season veteran, you've not come here just to sit on the bench, have you? And Lee, Lee, Lee Grant's reply is like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's happened. I know the situation we're at. Like, he really fobbed off the question. Like, he's definitely come here for four months just to sit on the bench. Like, I can't, I can't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll play next weekend. Who knows? But if he does, that's a damning uh, indictment of Shea Given, isn't it? Well, uh, Shea Given probably had his best game for Stoke against Everton, so it'd be particularly harsh to drop him now. Um, moving on swiftly to another Stoke signing. Lads, we made three signings in one day. What the hell are we playing at? <laughs> um, another loanee, 
making it a hat-trick of loanees for Mark Hughes, uh, was Dutch international defender Bruno Martins-Indy. Now, there's obviously um, another kind of part of this deal that involved Philip Walshard going to Wolfsburg to make way. So it appears that um, Martins Indy will kind of just slot into Walshide's space. Now, Walshide, it's very difficult, particularly online, to have a conversation about Philip Walshide without (laughs) his haters and his uh, fanboys piling in. Kyle, where where do you stand on this? Uh, Do you think... uh, Martins Indy is an upgrade on Walshide, or is the jury still out for you? Um, I think he is a an upgrade. Uh, just about, um, I think, uh, with Walshide, he's, he's neither a ball playing centre half or really a commanding centre back that uh, Robert Tooth was, who um, could dominate uh, centre forwards and um, you know boss the game. Um, but we didn't really see that from Walshide. Um and I think Martin's Indy has got more strength and um, you know, more um sort of aerial dominance and um it can uh, make make life difficult for sense forwards. Um and hopefully he can uh, pass the ball a bit better than Walshide. Um he, he <laughs> well he ne- he never looked convincing with the ball. He had that um, unorthodox running style and you always thought that he was going to give give the ball away whenever he got it I saw Martin Zindi at uh, the world, the last World Cup and um, he did really well for Holland and uh, earned himself a big move to Porto um, so we've got um, a, a big name centre back there and um, yes I think it, it's another one where um, I think he will end up signing for us um, it's a bit strange how we've got him on loan. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced that he, he'll end up back at Porto, where they've got other players in his position. And he he, he was out of favour towards uh, the back end of last season. Yes, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because we've we've loaned a player out and loaned a player in, and th- there's question marks over the future of both players. Um, there was there was a lot of. Uh criticism yesterday for the fact that we we loaned all three players and that we hadn't gone in and bought them i I was just wondering like to gauge your opinions on is is it important that we haven't bought these players outright what do you think the the thinking is behind us just going and and loaning players like uh martin zindi i get bony deal because he's there's the whole talk that he's going to china afterwards blah blah but the Martin's indie one is an interesting. I don't know. I just find it very interesting. Bought him outright. I'm not complaining, but I can't think of an argument against it or an argument for. I think it's probably a consequence of just how late in the day the deal got done. If we'd have had uh, a summer where we were looking at Martin's indie with a, you know, if we really wanted him, we'd have perhaps, you know, maybe bought him outright straight away. But I think it's also quite interesting. That in a summer where Musa Sissoko is a thirty million pound player, where John Stones is fifty million, where all these prices are just getting ridiculously inflated, that we are actually among the lowest spenders in the division, and our kind of mm. big deadline day deals were loan deals. Um, 
do, is is this is this a good thing? Do you think? Are we are we being perhaps overly cautious? I'm perhaps uh, asking your question back at you, Chris. But <laughs> you were you just rephrased it. <laughs> that was a very like you you are a, a politician in the making there, Dave. Um, well, I'm the host of got I to be. <laughs> I don't, my my thought on it was that like you, I I kind of thought maybe it was a case that the deals didn't really get done until the till till later on. The the finer details of. Um, finance couldn't be agreed so it was just agreed on a on a loan move i certainly think that's the case with boney simply because i think that we had all our eggs in the basket of sado berahino hoping that west brom would would crash under pressure and they didn't um and that's why boney's coming on loan but for for indy i think it i don't know it's, it was i think it just moved very very quickly and maybe things didn't get agreed it's just very interesting that that's the way we're doing things. We obviously we loaned Bolshide uh, originally. We we loaned Stephen Island originally. <laughs> There's been quite a few loan players under Mark Hughes, haven't there? Really? Yeah, I think you've got to kind of use every deal you can. And and if he thinks these guys will will improve the squad, then we've got to trust him. Um, speaking of loan deals, uh, we'll kind of move on. Uh, to the players who've left on loan, as you alluded to there. Uh, of course, uh, Walshide went to Wolfsburg, but uh, Josselu went to Deportivo as well. Now, again, with Walshide, there's like a certain degree of debate here. Was Josselu actually that good? Has he not been given a fair <laughs> crack of the whip? Um, well, I think his loan move probably makes the most sense. Um, a player who hasn't had a run of games and we don't really know what to think of Hosselu because we just haven't seen him enough. Um, and I think we'll get a, a better glimpse of uh, the player he is uh, when he goes on loan to Deportivo. Um, it, it was it was a weird one because it, it slipped under the radar. Um, Sky Sports didn't report it. Um, so I was thinking that we had um, you know, still four uh, strikers on our on our books, and then I checked Twitter to find out that actually Hosselu's gone out on loan, and um, <laughs> there's there's a an uproar about what's going to happen in January. Uh, we're going to have to start playing um, Crouch and Walters again, and probably bring back Pulis. <laughs> well, you you do raise a good point about January because, as I mentioned, it it will be the case that uh, Juve and um, Boney go to wherever the African Cup of Nations is being held this year. Um, I think the first of all, the main answer to that question of what we do in January is hashtag deploying Goy. But after that, after that, um, I think you've got to be looking at Bojan back in the false nine role. I, I mean, I saw some quite vitriolic criticism for what the hell do we do in January on. Uh, on social media and stuff, but I did also think that's that's an overreaction, really, because first of all, Crouch, Walters, and Bojan, whatever you think of them, you know they're not hopeless, are they? Like e- even Crouch, who I think is probably most people's uh, kind of last choice striker, you know he, he's he's still starting games now, so I, I wouldn't panic too much, and. Um, also, we, we, we can buy and loan players in January as well. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's we <laughs> there's the next there's the winter window 
Um, I imagine we will go back in for Berahino. One last chance for West Brom to get uh, a bit of money for him. Um, but I do, uh, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's, again, like, I don't understand why they feel the need to ruin the poor kid's career. It's, it is quite, it is quite tragic. Just that image of him sat on the steps the other day, just almost <laughs> head in hands. It was, oh, it was really, really quite upsetting for him. But it's, it, you know, their choice. Their choice. They have got in Hal Robson Carnu, so you know, <laughs> party at the Hawthorns. <laughs> Scorer of the greatest goal of all time, the not at all overrated goal at the Euros, Hal Robson Carnu. <laughs> it, yeah, well, you know, the West Brom fans are happy about Imagine that. Imagine being a West Brom fan. Oh my god. I feel I, I feel for them. I do feel for them because you <laughs> after after years of you know West Brazil. <laughs> I think that they've got it lightly as well. They haven't been through what we've been through. I mean, signing Nasser Chadley and uh, keeping Berahino, that's a good window for yeah, Pulis. Yeah, Nasser Chadley's a strange one for Tony Pulis to sign. It's sort of kind of reeks of Tunchai, a really exciting flair player who won't quite know what to do with. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll end up on the bench and sold by January, I think. Okay, moving on. Um, we'll just kind of recap our sort of window as a whole. Then, uh, first of all, how how would you guys rate our transfer window? Do you think we've improved enough? Uh, are there still big question marks for you, Chris? I still would have. Well, I say I still would have liked a defensive midfielder. I. I... I thought that we'd got Joe Allen to replace Glenn Whelan, even though he's not a, a like-for-like player. But um, I don't. It's it's weird to look back on the players we've brought in and actually be critical. Um, it's more, I think, the two going out that has raised questions for me. I, I think again, Boney, great signing. He is what we need. Um, another defender, fantastic. Grant, not a clue. Um, we we've got. <laughs> We've got the whole of Egypt as well signed up, haven't we? And oh, and Joe Allen, obviously the the god himself. Um, <laughs> you can't complain at that window. I think that there is questions raised over maybe we needed another left back, but I will argue if Peters goes down, let's put in Joel Taylor or the other youth kid who we we purchased from Luton Town yesterday, um, whose name goes I, I don't know what his name is. Cameron McJanet. I'm googling that now, right? Have you made that up? (laughs) I'm googling. This is live googling. Okay, it's not live. It's a recorded podcast. (laughs) Yes, it's Cameron. It's it's Cameron McJanet from Luton. Uh, He's 17 year old, so yeah, naturally he slots straight into a huge first team, doesn't he? Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, that's definitely not it. I would, I would hope that with. I know everyone raised um, questions over, oh, well, now Volscheid's gone, we're back to square one, we don't have enough cover, what if these three defenders get injured, then we're doomed. You know what? That's why we have academies. Let's look. I would love it if this season Mark Hughes just was like, yeah, do you know what? Ryan Sweeney, yeah, you can, you go and play. He won't, but never mind. Alas, it's, it's a dream, isn't it? I think in, in this day and age, if you've got players <laughs> on the bench from your academy, it's... Um, alert as warning signs and to, to 
that's when you know that <laughs> your squad isn't up to it. <laughs> um, and it was funny at the weekend when um, West Brom had um, a 16-year-old kid on the bench and they started a 17-year-old and um, you could see the <laughs> the the uh, the worry in Tony Pulis's face um, after the game, saying that he needed to sign five players. <laughs> yeah, that, that went well for him, didn't it? <laughs> Bless. But no, I in, and all in all, I think we, no, there was place areas we could have done better, but I don't, deadline day seemed to save a little bit of this window for me. And I'm not as negative as I was at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it sort of lightened the mood a bit. Just just signing players can do that for you sometimes, even even if they don't turn out to be good in the long term. You can you just have the deadline day feeling of oh yeah, we'll be all right, we'll be all right. Um, my sort of uh, final question is: uh, What is the most important? or influential signing of the transfer window. Now, I'll run through some of the responses we got on Twitter to this question. Uh, Lucian Finch says, uh, Boney will score goals, but also bring more fluidity to our play in the final third and open up space for others. I think that's uh, something we were talking about with Berahino yeah. in previous podcasts. Is, uh, would he be you know, just a, a guy who finishes off chances that we don't create enough of, or would he help create chances as well? Um, ben Cartwright uh, of this parish says, Arnautovic fully expected him to leave this summer, but instead we get to keep him for his peak years. Um, Matt Selfridge says, Joe Allen, because he's brought colour into my world of grey. <laughs> uh, um, and Harry Cairn says, uh, Ramadan Sobi, because he brought a wonderful fan base with him. <laughs> Hello, Cairo, if you're listening. Um, uh, Kyle. What's the most important signing we've made this summer? Um, I think the the number one target was a striker, um, so I'm going to say Boney. Um, I think it's one area of the squad that we needed to improve, and I think we've done that uh, by, by getting him on loan, and uh, hopefully we'll start to see us scoring goals. Chris? <laughs> um... <laughs> Chris, uh, I am tied between Joe Allen and Boney. I'm just just for the sake of being different, I'm going to go with Joe Allen simply because I think it's great to have another one of those midfielders in there with a bit of intelligence to him who can carry us forward in midfield a little bit. And Boney's going to be well, I hope Boney's going to be great, but I think Joe Allen. We've already seen it so far. I think he's. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I think he's going to be great. <laughs> well, if I'll get off the fence for a moment, I'll say that I think Arnautovic is the biggest deal for me, just in terms of I was so expecting him to go. Um, even even after he had a disappointing Euros with Austria, I was just so resigned to the fact he, he'd go somewhere else. And just that, that day when they were in America and... Uh, the sort of story broke that he was about to sign a new contract and we were just waiting for that official, you know, photo <laughs> yep. with, with him and Tony Scholes and Mark Hughes. I think I think that got that elicited more joy than either Boney or Joe Allen. But I think in terms of new player we've signed, it's definitely Joe Allen for me because I think he's already looking like uh, a integral member of the team. 
So I'll just ask you, um, if you had to rate our window out of 10, <laughs> what what number would you plump on? Uh, I'm going to say seven. I think they've done just enough to make me feel optimistic about the season. Um, but the fact that we haven't signed permanent players uh, raises doubts about um, what team we're going to uh, have in the future. And obviously the January situation as well uh, means that it wasn't a perfect window. And we still haven't signed Berahino, but we might do in January. So um, hopes are high going into the season. And I think we could, um, well, I think we'll maintain top 10 this season uh, with Boney's goals. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season ahead. Chris, the season starts here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the window a six, simply because I think the euphoria of deadline day has kind of missed. <laughs> it's clouded up our judgment over the rest of the window. I think we spent a bit too long chasing Sado Berahino. Um, and we've accidentally loaned a player who's probably going to be better for us, <laughs> which is typical Marquis. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm, 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 yeah, good, good players brought in. I'm disappointed that Volshai and Hosselu uh, had to be sacrificed. Um, but it's ruthless, isn't it? Football, ruthless. Yeah, I think it's a shame as well because they've sort of become fan favourites. I know Walshide's got his own chance, and Hosselu's, <laughs> um, you know, a favourite amongst fans on Twitter. So. It's it's a shame to see see the back of them for the time being, but hopefully we can see them back in a Stoke shirt and uh, proving themselves next season. That's that's the saddest thing about um, Jocelyn leaving. It's uh, that Boyan and Mark Nunez have both put out tributes to him today on Twitter, saying how much they're going to miss him. That's the saddest thing, actually. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's just kind of a, a, a sad note to end the podcast on, really. Well, um, I'll, I'll cheer you up by talking about my day of fame. On <laughs> Yeah, well, I got famous uh, on deadline day. Um, on behalf of this podcast, of course, uh, I appeared at TalkSport at the convenient hour of uh, quarter past midnight, <laughs> uh, talking about our uh, magnificent transfers. Um, I, I was barely awake, couldn't really keep up with the banter of Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy, but you know, they, we, they, this podcast got a mention on national radio, so that's all good. And um, we, I also um, did some opinions for the uh, BBC live deadline day feed as well, so uh, the podcast name is getting out there, and who knows, maybe even... Uh, a couple people on the oat cake might read us, <laughs> uh, might read us, might <laughs> listen to us. Um, speaking of reading stuff, uh, Chris, um, do you want to plug VR Foosball? Oh, well, I, I, I did on Sunday, I suppose. Yeah, um, I've got a new article out, Soviet Save on Football Manager. Um, I'm just trying to think where we're up to on the on the blog because I'm ahead of it in the actual game. Um Oh yeah, we we just started the season. We're doing well. We're top of the league. It all could change because Dynamo Kiev are really, really good, and they scare me. And that's about it. Yeah, VR <laughs> football. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yep. Um, on the Wizards of Dribble.com, I should probably mention that Martin Cook has a uh, really good article on uh, which Stoke forward can solve our striking issues. <laughs> 
uh, re- re- <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a really good article. Um, it was written before we loaned in Wilfred Boney, of course. But um, say Wilfred Boney got injured, I think this is the uh, piece to read to understand our striking situation better. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to spoil uh, the article, but if the, you know, the if the conclusion isn't Julian and Goy, what's the point of it? Hashtag deploy on Goy. Um, yeah, th- this uh, wraps up what has been a sort of quite chaotic, quite <laughs> gabbly um, transfer, transfer window review. Um, as always, if you enjoy listening to us for some reason, please you know get the word out. Twi- uh, tweet us, retweet us, subscribe to us. Just tell any Stoke fan in your life that you know these guys who set over Skype and offer Stoke opinions. You know they're all right. Uh, we'll be back after the Spurs game. Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, um, if people want to follow you on Twitter, what's your username? It's at SCFC Nerd. <laughs> it's it's been a pleasure, lads. Really has. Um, I've I've been um, an avid follower of the the podcast since it started, and yeah, it's 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 an honour <laughs> to be. In See, your presence. The, the other guests we have on aren't, aren't that polite. <laughs> so just Tom, Ben, you know, get your act together. <laughs> Some people want to be here. Uh, Chris, <laughs> on Twitter, you are. Uh, I'm at Bramard. Excellent. Uh, we'll be back after our route over Spurs that kickstarts our march towards the Champions League places. I've been David Cowlishaw, at David Cowlishaw on Twitter. Uh, I'm off to celebrate the magnificent Wilfred Boney. Good night. (laughs) 